Joe, how, how's the DNC going? Well, well. Prophet, preacher, servant, leader, rector, reverend, deacon, elder. What the hell is a pastor? It's virtual, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, and Michelle Obama killed it. She killed it. She definitely killed it. And uh, I feel like Dr. Biden had a really impactful speech. I agree with you. Um, I don't know why John Kasich had to stand at a literal crossroads. I have, the John Kasich thing was one of my favorite parts so far, but yeah. keep going. Um, I, so to, as I said at the end of the last episode, I have not watched it in prime time i've got other shit going on um and i've just kind of like followed coverage as it's come out i watched um i watched michelle obama's speech and i watched dr biden's speech and um yeah i so my my main feeling with it is that um that there are people that, that my that my feed is split between two groups. There are people who are like, Woo, Biden Harris, yes. And then there are people who are like, um, you know, the what how does my phrase it? The um like saving the soul of America is just the Democrats' version of make America great again. We know that, right? And like I I myself am really torn because uh, we all wanted a great progressive leader that we could feel really good about voting for. And instead we have Joe Biden and Kamala Harris who are better than Trump for, for sure. Um, but, and who I think will both govern well. It's just that like, the work of activism is going to continue as it was always going to have to continue. And I think people are just kind of, of um, tired of being told that everything's going to be fine when I, that's still a very open question. That being said, I think a lot of people really like the roll call. That was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I thought that was cool. From all the States and the territories and, even if it seems like it's virtue signaling um, on some level, I also think that you have to, you have to do it. Like if, if the party that is supposed to represent the diversity of the nation doesn't represent the diversity of the nation, at least in what they're producing, then like we're, we're in even more trouble than we, <laughs> than we were in before. Um, so yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about it. Um, I'm excited for the speeches tonight because it's uh, Kamala and it's Obama. Mm -hmm. um, and so that'll be good. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How are you at? Where, where are you at? <laughs> I'm, of, I'm of several minds. For, for one thing, um, I really... I'm with you. I, I don't find the um, the Democrats are just as bad as the Republicans angle to be one terribly compelling because it's like demonstrably not exactly true. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and two, I, not only is it not terribly compelling, but it like displays a kind of moral apathy that I I am sort of shocked by um, from folks who are routinely victimized by Trump. Um, like, come on, this is this yeah. is this is ridiculous. I want to. I want to push back on moral apathy. I don't know that it's moral apathy. I think it's it's exhaustion, right? I mean, that's fine. That's fine. But uh, perhaps what I mean is a is a uh, uh, an absolutism and a purism mm-hmm. that that has the same impact as a moral apathy. Yeah, um, I think that's at, fair. Uh, because I I just think that you know, we're crossing into a certain amount of silliness. Like I, yes, they're all a bunch of neolibs. Yeah, sure. Agreed. Yes. Neoliberalism is really bad. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. You know, all, all that's bad and, and no, we're not getting pushed to the left. We're not, we're still perpetually being pushed to the right. Even if Biden wins. True. It just slows down, and maybe we go back to the center a little bit. All, all of that's correct. I, I still don't think um, the the folks, in my opinion, who who are really this is of course my opinion. Um, the folks who are really prepared to say that there is no fundamental difference between the Democrats and the Republicans, there is no difference between Joe Biden and and Donald Trump. Uh, I don't think have really confronted how catastrophically terrible everything is right now. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. like you've not like, come on, are you serious? Are you, are you really serious about this right now? Like, yes, Trump is not, Trump has not made America more racist that's not what I'm saying. Like America's, America had to be just as racist as it is now in order to elect Donald Trump, right? Like, like I get it. You know, yes, the Donald Trump hasn't hasn't done anything other than reveal the truth. All of that is true. Fine. You mean you can't come? Are you telling me you can't come up with? Uh, somebody different as the president would have made the pandemic less bad for us. You know what I mean? Like, like just, just like concrete things that like, because of how um, incompetent and immoral the current administration is, everything is much worse. We can't, we can't point that to, well, maybe if somebody different was there, it would not be as bad. I just find that silly. Um, but I also try not to let that bother me because I, I am the D the, the DNC has mostly shown me um, like 70% of it because, because Beth and I are just sort of watching it all, all the nights. Uh, it has mostly shown me that uh, the only group of people dumber than, than Republicans are Democrats. <laughs> because you said that before. I've said that before because, and I'm a Democrat, so I'm in there. Because uh, I'm just I'm just not following what the plan is. Sometimes I see the plan, but I think it's accidental. So like yesterday uh, or last night, ju- when during the the kind of profile on the Bidens, they had this really great profile specifically on Jill, uh, Dr. Jill Biden, 
but but it, it sort of functioned as as a look at the whole Biden family. I discover things about the Biden family that I didn't know were true. Like I knew that that the that his son died. I knew that, but I didn't know that Joe Biden's first wife and baby daughter died. Oh, you didn't know that? I didn't know that. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that. You know, and 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 you know, learning about Dr. Jill and and all the stuff she did and and her impact on the family and all of that. Wow, what a! And I I sat there. I was like, that's really great. That's really powerful. Um, there was another moment last night where Joe Biden w- himself was talking kind of via Zoom with uh, different folks whose life was directly impacted for the better because of the Affordable Care Act. Mm-hmm. And and he was just talking to them. And, uh, you know, we're, we got to – and in the, that moment, I looked at Beth and I was like, that was good. Joe Biden really comes across as a human being. Uh, and, and so there are these moments in the DNC where I see the strategy, like accentuate the positive, like like say what we we can be as critical about the Obamas as as we want, and we should we should because there was there is a lot of things to be critical of. Um, that being said, the the Obamas, both of them, are exceptional human beings. Mm-hmm. And and you know from from a number of angles, and so part of President Obama and and Michelle Obama's um, their strength was to present them, you know, in the way that they looked and sounded the best. Barack Obama looks and sounds the best when he is making big, sweeping, powerful speeches, and and looking and sounding like he is in control, knows what he's talking about, and all of that. Because he does, for the most part. You know, Joe Biden, it's not that Joe Biden's a dummy, but Joe Biden looks the best when he is being a human being. Like, when he is saying, wow, when he's listening to the story of a person who, because of the Affordable Care Act, allowed him to survive his cancer, Joe Biden looked at that man and said, wow, man, that's amazing. Like, I am so happy that we got to take care of you and people like you. We're going to keep taking care of you and people like you. Next, like, yeah, that's great. Like, wow, he looks great, you know, because because Trump never looks great in that way. <laughs> you know, he, right. never looks, he never looks and sounds like a human being. He always looks and sounds like a cartoon character. And so, like, and so, like, this is really great. Unfortunately, I think that it's an accidental strategy. I think that whoever is doing the real strategy accidentally did this because I think the real strategy is to try to convince Republicans to vote for Joe Biden. Um, I don't. Oh, I do. I do. And it's because of John Kasich. And so two nights ago, I watched the whole roll call of Republicans who came out to support Joe Biden. And, and there was a, a handful of Republicans, some former Republican Congress people who are just like, you know, we like Joe, Joe's great, you know, making different comments. And then John Kasich was like the keynote speaker for the Republicans. And, and you alluded to it. He's sitting on the forked crossroads and it's all very nice and very poetic. And John Kasich had a pretty decent speech 
I don't, did you listen to the whole speech? No, I have okay. just seen bits of it. So he has a pretty decent speech. And then at the end of his speech, he, he goes to my Republican friends. Don't worry. Joe Biden is, he's not going to the left. <laughs> That's what like, he said. You have, you have Bernie who says that he's going to be the most progressive president we ah, have. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But that's what he said. Don't worry. Don't get spooked. I know this man. He's not turning to the left. Yeah. So there's nothing to worry about. Last night you had, just like you said, Bernie Sanders, say, or, or the other night. I can't remember exactly which night now Bernie talked. But like, but like he said, don't worry. He's going to be the most progressive president in the whole world. And then, and then they, they talked to the, to the head of the progressive caucus. And and like the, the 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 I don't know her name, but the journalist, the the woman who's kind of emceeing the event, who mm-hmm. who's from PBS, the PBS News uh, um, journalist, uh, it starts talking to the head of the Progressive Caucus, and she's like, Joe Biden is not in favor of universal health care. He's not in favor of of the erasure or or relief of student debt. He's not in favor of defunding the police. He's not in favor. <laughs> she's just listing all these things, and then she said, and then she said. Are you at the Progressive Caucus prepared to fall in line and vote for him? And the Progressive Caucus said it was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then AOC got up there and endorsed Bernie Sanders. <laughs> well, there has to be, there has, it's a, it was, it was a legal, it was a procedural thing for her to do that. Oh, no, that's all fine. I'm glad she did. But, but it's like, the, that I get it uh, as far as messaging goes, not the Yeah, best. yeah. And so I sit there and I have to laugh because the strategy, what is the strategy? The strategy is, boy, we just, we just really got to hope that, that uh, Republicans or, or moderates uh, who, who don't like left-leaning policies vote for Joe Biden. Because the, the messaging... Uh, oscillates for sure, but but it favors um, not uh, um, progressives. Last night they were like, we've got to figure out. A, last night they said out loud, we've got to figure out a way to get millennial voters to come out for Joe Biden, like they did for other progressive candidates. And I'm like, well, it's over. So you. The only the only way you're going to be able to do that is to just keep throwing Trump's face on it and saying, do you really want Trump to win? Because because the contribution that we can offer you is a negative contribution, not a positive one. You yeah. know, and 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 that's all fine. Like, whatever. Hey, man, I've fallen in line. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> let's let's get Trump out of there. But but you know who's right? John Kasich is right. Yeah. John Kasich is right. Like John Kasich is like, oh, don't you, to my Republican friends, don't you worry. This will be just like as if George W. Bush won. (laughs) 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 And, and, and I like John Kasich. I, I, that guy's got, that's got, that guy's got pendulous balls. (laughs) Like, that's amazing. (laughs) That guy's incredible. Like I sit down, I'm like, I like him. He, he's a. I liked him when he ran in 2015. You know, I was like, well, it should probably be John Kasich. Like, <laughs> this guy, this guy's amazing. But like, but like, he he is so right 
and he knows it. You know, he only agreed yeah. to, to, to endorse Joe Biden because he knows that there isn't a leftist thing about Joe Biden. Right. So, that being said, I, I think Angela Davis was really right when she said that you're going to have more success moving Biden than you are with, certainly with moving Trump. But like, sure. I feel like Biden is more malleable than we may be given credit for. So like right now he doesn't support all of the like lefty progressive things we want him to support, but that doesn't mean that um, he isn't going to, to be there, that there isn't a potential to sway him toward these things. Like I, I, I just keep on going back to that, like um, the, <laughs> the work of left, lefty activism uh, was never going to stop with, um, it, it, even if we had elected Bernie Sanders, you know, <laughs> if it had been like, or like my dream ticket of Warren and Castro, like, even if that had been our ticket, and even if we had won, that doesn't mean that we would be able to, to stop um, advocating for the things we know we need because everybody governs more from the center. Like that's, that's just how the office happens because once you're in power, you need to keep both the people who got you into power and the people who can keep you in power happy in order to sure. effectively govern. Mm. And so like I, people get really jaded by that, but it's just, it's just a fact of the, of how power works. Um, there's a really good CPG Gray video on this that I'll link to that Ian sent me the other day. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's just how the game is played. And it's not because it's a game. It's just that, like that's how power structures work. <laughs> and there's no it. getting around it. Uh, and there's, right. there's no idealized version of this. In mm -hmm. order to be effective, you have to do things that aren't fully in line with your ideals. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, I do like, so I don't really have a, but on, on, on that. Mm -hmm. I think that mostly because of course I'm going to vote for Biden. And of course I'll cry if Biden wins. Like, of course I will. Like, of course I will parade around my house and scream to the rooftops and you know, that, that, Oh my God. Now, now the next step is to just fight the American civil war and then we win, <laughs> you know, to, to try to get Trump to leave the white house because that'll be its own, that'll be its own debacle. But um, I think what frustrates me is that the only people who don't get to govern from the center are Republicans. Right. And, and so I sit there and I'm like, okay, fine. Like, I don't disagree with you. I really don't. I get that. But like the only people who are, who do not govern from the center are the people on the right. Right. And so yeah. what am I supposed to do with that? Like, like is, is the answer just we lose? Like, is the answer just America is a right wing country and will always be a right wing country? Um, because, because the, the thing that frustrates me 
uh, is we, we have said this and we have read scholars who have shown this over and over. America is always moving to the right. It does not move to the left. It moves to the right. And so when, a, when somebody who is not on the right takes power and they begin to govern from the center, that means they are governing from the right. It's just a little less right than a Republican. Right. And as the, and as the right keeps pushing us right, that governing from the center also just keeps going to the right. And so I'm, I guess what I'm trying to understand is, and, and you don't have to, I'm not asking you to explain it, I'm just talking. What, is, what, I, what I'm trying to understand what I'm frustrated with is um, all of these rules that we all need to follow only seem to apply to Democrats. Yeah. And so I guess I just, are they rules then? Where are the rules coming from? Who are making these rules? Like, uh, I, why not? I mean, so in, in 2024, uh, so if Biden wins and 2024 rolls around and Kamala Harris uh, is president, because I think that's the plan, you know, <laughs> uh, when AOC says, I would also like to run for president, what's going to happen? Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what happens. Sit down and shut up, AOC. Yeah. And and what do we do then? Like because because I vote for AOC every day of the week if I could. Yeah. But uh, what are we going to do then? What's the plan? You know, we can't. the 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 DNC is not a progressive party, and that's fine. That's fine. It doesn't have to be. Um, but eventually it's just going to be a right-wing party. Right. And so the answer is that we, somebody somewhere needs to be laying the groundwork right now for an actual progressive party that can do an actual successive, successful presidential run. Um, and that, that can get people elected in, in all the different places where it needs to happen. So... Um, and, and I, I, I do not know the specifics of what is prohibiting us from running a, a really progressive party, um, from having one of those, because we've had different parties pop up throughout the history of the United States. This entrenchment of Democrats and Republicans is, um, it seems right. like a perpetual phenomenon, but it's not. Um, so, like, why not have that happen? Um, and, and I just, I don't know if that's because, um, because of the way wealth is concentrated in the United States. I don't know if that's because of um, American rhetoric. I don't know. Like, cause, because um, we're always kind of stuck we're an empire and I feel like empires always go toward the right. And sure. so I don't know that we could go toward the left without giving up um, empire status. Like, I just don't think that that's feasible. I think that you would have to splinter the United States into different countries in order for any of them to move toward the left. Right. I think you're right. 
And I, that's, so, so it's so it's treason. <laughs> so it's treason. <laughs> yeah, I guess, so. <laughs> I guess so. No, and and like and once again, I I am expressing myself, and I am not asking. I'm not laying this at your feet, Joe. Right. Not at all. You know, obviously, hopefully, you know that that is not what I'm doing. I, I too think, as I've been saying, that that the first priority is actually just to sort of get rid of Trump. Like, I know that's not going to fix everything. I'm not deluded into thinking that. But I'm also not so deluded into thinking that, like, well, since it's not going to fix anything, why even bother? I'm like, what are you talking about? Why even bother? The guy, it's Trump. <laughs> like, we have to get rid of him, friends. Um, and so I'm fine with, with this sort of coalition. What, what I think that a lot of what frustrates me is the is is the separate sets of rules and and how for progressive folks and ultimately i'm the kind of progressive folk i'm the kind of progressive person that that would pro- that annoys other progressive people where for me i'm just really 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 concrete mm-hmm. like i don't i don't really have time to I can do this, but I don't really have time nor a ton of desire to uh, virtue signal. I just think that people should be able to go to the doctor for fucking free. Right, right. You know, like, like, and and they should just fucking be able to do that. Uh, and and I'm prepared for all of us to pay a little bit more money in taxes so that all of us can go to the fucking doctor for fucking free. You know, I I just I I think that people shouldn't have to be in a hundred thousand dollars of debt to be able to go to higher education and contribute to, you know, the overall cultural and artistic and structural integrity of our society. I think that we shouldn't have to be in that much fucking debt and people should be forgiven for at least a good chunk of it. Like I'm not, I just do, you know? And so for me, I go, I don't really think it's that hard. Like I, that's just what I'm looking for. I, I'm not interested. I am interested, but I'm not. I'm not so interested in in a candidate who's going to sit around and say the right things and 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 all the time and and do all of that. But I am interested in a candidate who's just going to be like, no, this is what we're doing. Um, yeah. I don't know. I. That's the main reason why I dislike. If I if why I dislike Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> you know, I, I sit right. there, I sit there, and I'm like, "What are you doing? Like, what are you? What are you, What is the goal? What are you trying to do? What is the plan? Uh, other than other than saying the wrong thing all the time to everybody and doing nothing, you know, we're gonna dismantle the the post office, and he's and, and Nancy's like, "Bad boy, Donald." Clap, clap, clap. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, stop him! <laughs> stop him from destroying the post office, please! And she's like, what do you want me to do? Or, uh, or in an interview, when she's like, was, uh, what do you think of the Green New Deal? And then she laughs condescendingly and says, I mean, does anybody really care about the Green New Deal? And I'm like, ooh, Nancy Pelosi, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. It's so tough because she is... Um, a great strategist to have in Congress. It's just that there is 
nothing that we can do with the Democratic House and the Republican Senate the way it is. And so all she can do is say things. And she's not, she is definitely an old school Democrat. She um, is, is there to like keep the new kids in line until we can actually start to like start making some policies. And so, yeah, she is not necessarily particularly suited for this moment. And, uh, and anybody formative Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. And anybody who's really applauding her, uh, is, is there for performative stuff. And I, I agree. I am, I'm past the point where performance matters. Right. But yeah, the John Kasich moment, just to go back for a second, that John Kasich moment made me laugh really hard. As he as he gave it away, I was like, "John, you gave it away! <laughs> you gave it away!" John's like, "Don't you worry, everybody. He's not going left. It's not happening. I know the man. I've known him for a long time. He and I are buddies, right wingers through and through. Not a leftist bone in his body. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, John Kasich. He's awesome. That's great. He, he told it like it was. He told it like it was." And then, and, and like, and I do like, like I'm a little sensitive as we know, and and I'm very critical, but just, just dragging progressives through the mud during the DNC convention uh, during the DNC is just what it is. You know, it's uh, publicly embarrassing progressives, forcing progressives to confront the fact that the candidate that, that they have to accept uh, is, is offering them nothing and doesn't try to offer them anything and, and say it on national television that even, you know, have to remind the undecideds who are watching, don't worry. Biden is not in favor of defunding police. So you don't have to worry about those scary black lives matter people. Oh God. We, we have to say it publicly and they do. I mean, they're, they're doing that. Like that's the whole point behind getting a progressive caucus leader on and saying out loud, Joe Biden is not in favor of defunding or abolishing the police. That's the only reason they said that was because they're trying to appeal to Republicans. Um, and then telling the progressive and then, and then forcing the progressive um, folks to say, to say, we are still going to vote for Joe Biden even though he doesn't right. care about these things. That's, that's all done on purpose. That's because that's the strategy. Yeah. The, strategy is, the strategy is we here at the DNC are not progressive. So all of the things that Trump is saying about scary socialism, don't worry, none of us are socialists. All of the things that Trump is saying about scary um, race, scary uh, black people, don't worry, we're not on their side. All of the things that Donald Trump is saying about, about leftist takeovers, don't worry. The left isn't taking over anything. See, see AOC, she's not, she's not doing anything. See, here's Bernie Sanders. You were scared of Bernie Sanders, but he's fallen in line too. Don't you worry. That's the whole, that's a whole strategy. Hopefully it works <laughs> because, right. if it work, because if it doesn't work, wow, <laughs> yeah. then it's over, you know, but, if, but of course that's the strategy. Of course that's the strategy. 
you know, you bring out Michelle, Michelle Obama had an incredible speech and, and I think that's great. And I'm glad she did. But, but like the only people who are going to listen to Michelle Obama are Democrats, you know? And she even said that. <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, you know, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton had a speech last night. It was terrible. Why are we bringing the Clintons out? Why are we bringing Bill Clinton out after the Me Too movement? Put Monica Lewinsky on that stage. God Don't damn. worry. Don't worry. You, you, Trump and the Republicans keep talking about these Me Too Democrats. We're not like them. We at the DNC don't care about the Me Too movement. Of course that's the strategy, Joe. <laughs> I, I hear you. Now, now, once again, I'm still falling in line because Trump trumps it all. But uh, that's the strategy, and 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 that's just that's just how it is. That's just how yeah. it is. That's that's what we got to do. And it, and it's nothing new, right? The I mean, the same accusations that are thrown at Black Lives Matter were thrown at MLK. You know, it's um. Yep. This is, this is not a new tactic, but it is, um, God, I don't know how to educate people about our history as a country and about, uh, like, just how we continue to uh, fail people of color, especially Black and Indigenous people in this country, um, over and over and over again how we just continue to fail everybody in this country when it comes to things very basic, like access to healthcare. Um, I don't know how to show people that like, we have always been bad. And every time we have the opportunity to be better, y'all fuck it up without sounding condescending and elitist. Like in a conversation I had with a congregant, they were like, well, how do you know that your side is right? Like, why are you any better than, than the other side? I was like, well, because I know my history, right? Like I, I know when the statue was put in place. I know why the statue was put in place. I know how it fits into the history of racism in the United States. I know the benefits of moving it. I know the, the benefits of employing different symbolism because it actually does matter. Like I, I have thought through this on a variety of different levels. I've done my homework. And I know the other side hasn't because when I challenge them on these things, they come up short and, and I don't know how to talk to other people who haven't done the same homework that I have, who like, don't know one. I don't know how to talk to people who think that Trump isn't all that bad because they're just choosing to be willfully ignorant at this point. Uh, two, I don't know how to talk to people who, um, like, are choosing to uh, be like, well, I'm just going to sit out this election because the candidate that I want isn't there. When we know what happens when you do that. I just, like, uh, people who don't know how to, there, there's a level of, um, um, I, like, I want to say critical thinking, but that's not really what I mean. Um, there's a level of just practical thinking that a lot of people aren't 
willing or capable of doing right now. And maybe you have never been willing or capable of doing, but I, I don't know how to say, I have more knowledge than you. Let me help you without people being like, oh, so you think you're better than me. Like, no, I just happen to have more knowledge on this particular thing because I have studied more about it. And it, I don't know. I also need to just not be concerned about looking like an asshole. Maybe, maybe. I, I you know, I agree with you. I really do. And, and I think that um, you are right on just about everything. <laughs> yeah. I... I I think that it is becoming sort of increasingly difficult to make the case for why left-leaning people should be participating in the in government in this way. Hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Be, because because um, well, voting doesn't work. It doesn't work when we can't decide on who we get to vote for. You know, yeah. if, if let's say every progressive person in this country really just wants to vote for Elizabeth Warren. They don't, but let's say they do. Well, that doesn't matter. Can you say that again? Because you cut out after, let's say every progressive person. Okay, sorry. I said, let's say every progressive person in this country wants to vote for Elizabeth Warren. You know, not everyone does, but let's say they do. Well, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you want to vote for. Elizabeth Warren isn't running for president right now. Right. You know, the, the person you, you can vote for, Joe Biden. But I don't want to. Joe Biden doesn't represent anything any element of any governance that I think is important, any public policy, any, any, any direction that I think the country should be going. Okay. Well, you can vote for this awful man. Well, I don't want to do that. Okay. Well, if you don't vote for the guy that is uninterested in you when uninterested in the policies that you think are are tantamount to a functioning, compassionate country, then this awful guy is going to be president. Okay. When's the next awful guy coming? Yeah. You know, like, okay, so 2024 rolls around. You can either vote for this candidate who still doesn't fit any of the things that you think are tantamount to, um, you know, a, a, a functioning, compassionate country, or you can vote for Ivanka Trump. Oh, goodness. Well, I guess I got to vote for this person. Okay. Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it'll just keep going. And it just keeps going. So, like, I get it. I understand what, like, I, under, I, I understand Obama is wrong. Don't complain, vote. No, complain. Yeah. No. <laughs> vote. Vote for who? <laughs> I mean, you can, you can do both at the same time, right? Like. I suppose. Th this is, uh, so, uh, 
maybe, maybe this is my main takeaway from all of this. And maybe this is just because I am new to thinking about um, politics in this way. Um, but if, if we are going to continue to stay in the current democratic system that we have, um, then you are always going to have to shut up and vote for somebody who does not support your progressive policies. And you are always going to have to continue through activism to pull that person to the left and hope you get some good wins along the way. The other option is to completely dismantle the system. And while I am not well, or, or maybe very aggressively reform the system, but I don't think you're gonna get reforms through the system, so it's really just dismantling the system. And I'm not completely opposed to completely rethinking the way we govern the United States, but we, <laughs> you, don't, you don't completely upend the system carelessly, and so you need to be really thoughtful about how you do that. Right. Um, and, and sure, like complain about it, but until you're willing to engage with it on that level, I don't care about your complaints. Like until you are willing to think about the fundamental change that we have to have at the heart of this country, I, I like miss me with your comments because I like, you're not gonna do, you're not doing anything. You're not helping anything. You're not changing anything. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's, that's kind of where I'm at also with the church. <laughs> <It's> that, like, <laughs> yeah. I think the church is actually past the place of reform. I think it is just moving on and starting something new, which you can do without like the catastrophe that would happen if you change a whole nationwide government. But like, yeah, Either either you are prepared to enact the changes that need to happen in order to make it a more just system, or you sit down and shut up. Sure. And those are your options. Um, and, and I know that it's frustrating, and I know that it's exhausting, and I know this is not what any of us wanted for our lives. And I, it, like, I get, I get all of that. Um, but I think that there is going to come a time and like honestly the time should be now where we all just like strap on our boots and go and either affect the change in the system that needs to happen or take the incremental change that we have in this moment and regroup and prepare for that change the next time around like the flag the problems complain and bitch and moan in in safe spaces for you i guess uh, but like, don't let that stop you from doing the work because the work is still needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah. You <sighs> well, you want to sign us off for what is now a, a another full episode? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Friends, this has been an episode of What the Hell is a Pastor? We are Ethan and Joe, and we will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>